I am a little concerned. Why? Um, starting this episode with you because of how you're ending this year with episodes with us. Yeah, I kind of apparently decided to just ruin everybody's last few weeks of December. Yeah, and I'm already emotional, so I don't need you to bring something that involves kids. Fudge. Oh, great. I hope that everybody had an amazing Christmas. Yes. Um, my kiddos are not home yet from their dad's house, which um, anybody who is divorced <laughs> and has to split time with, with their others <laughs> around the holidays understands how brutal this freaking is. Yeah. I always admire parents who can put like their kids above their own bullshit and split holidays. You know what I mean? Like half a Christmas, you can have them half a Christmas. I don't have an ex-husband like that. (laughs) Do I? No, you sure do not. No. He's like, the divorce decree says I get half of the Christmas break. You don't get to, not only do you not get to see the kids, but you do not get to talk to the kids. So it sucks. And the holidays are hard when the kid, when the babies aren't here, isn't it? It's really hard. It's really hard. So the kids aren't home yet. So we're all just kind of like hanging out, waiting for them to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it sucks, but I didn't even connect the dots because my last episode that I did with Sylvia. Yeah. I'm a shitty human being. I'm sorry, guys. What? There's somebody named Sylvia in this case, too. Oh, Samantha. <laughs> I can't handle another episode like that you did last time. It's... And if you do a trigger warning, literally, I'm just going to freaking... I'm going to walk out and you can do this recording all by yourself. Because I can't handle it. I'm not going to do a trigger warning. Okay. God damn you. But I do hope that everybody had an amazing Christmas. And that this time of year, you know, that you find some joy in it. And the reason for this season, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) So you can tell her mood already. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard. And I'm such an over-the-top mom, and I'm such an hands-on, involved mom that it's, it's really hard. And it's hard on you, and it's hard on, you know, Coral, who's here, and it's hard on Zach. And it's, it's just hard when the whole family isn't together. Yeah. But they will be back. And then we'll just pretend like it's Christmas. And then we'll pretend like it's Christmas, and it will be fine. But, but Christmas Day actually sucked, huh? A little bit. Yeah. We make the best out of it, but at any rate... Heavy drinking on those days. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Kind of. Side eye. <laughs> I am Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence, and it is a Samantha episode. I'm really sorry. Okay. It's my last episode of this year. It is your last episode. Yeah. Then you have one more. I have the last episode of season one. Yep. You sure do. Yep. Um. So where you can find us first. <laughs> Um, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Patreon, the Suspended Sentence Podcast. Our email address is the Suspended Sentence Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can buy Tracy's book anywhere that books are sold, IDP and the 13 Components to Criminal Thinking and Behavior. Um, as you guys know, season two, we're focusing more serial killer side of things. Yep. Um, not so much always suspended sentence of that, but more like the serial killer aspect. So if you have anybody that you really want to hear, send us an email and we will work that into 
into next year's schedule. Yeah, but hurry because next year's We're, almost completely planned. Yeah, so um, it would be towards the end of next year. But send us if there's somebody that you really want us to cover. Send us it. Yeah. Send it in. Okay, yeah, for sure. All right, that's my my business for the day. Perfect. All right. Okie dokie. What are we talking about? Um, I have a Christmas murder. <laughs> <laughs> can tell where my head's been too (laughs) okay of being murdered or killing someone don't answer that question question all right so when bong garcia of melrose and his 17 year old son um, arvin waved goodbye to their next door neighbor bruce pardo on christmas eve of 2008 they had no indication of the horrors that that man had planned Pardro said Merry Christmas to the father and son, who then they returned the salutation, um, and nothing seemed to, like appeared unusual as Bruce left his home on the 2000 block of Sunset Avenue about 9 p.m., except for the fact that Bruce got, instead of getting into his Cadillac Escalade, drove a Dodge Caliber. In the dining room of their um, Covina home, Joseph, Papa Joe Ortega, and his wife of 53 years and their children had been playing a late-night game of Texas Hold'em after Christmas Eve dinner. Their grandchildren played video games and hung out near the backyard pool. On the second floor, the Ortega's 17-year-old grandson, Michael, was playing on the computer. Around 11.30 p.m., as the night was starting to wind down, there was a knock at the front door. Eight-year-old Katrina opened the door to be greeted by a man dressed up as Santa Claus holding a bunch of gifts in his hand, and she was understandably, like, so excited. She's eight years old. And she's screaming, it's Santa! It's Santa! Seconds later, the little girl would be shot in the face. Oh, my God! Samantha Nicole! By the man dressed as Santa Claus. As well, two of her uncles would shortly fall to the ground. The Ortegas and their three, three of their daughters dived under the dining room table for cover, but this was no use. The Ortegas, four of their children, two daughters-in-law, two daughters-in-law, and a teenager at the computer would all die at the hands of Bruce. Dressed up as Santa. That's like my worst fear. <laughs> That's literally so scary. Seriously? That's so scary. This freaks me out. The account is gleamed from relatives in the U.S. and in Mexico who had been in contact with the loved ones that would survive this ni- Christmas Eve rampage. The survivors, among the 25 to 30 people that were celebrating Christmas Eve at the Ortega's home that evening, um, haven't all publicly spoken, but there's some accounts from other family members. <sighs> Describing a picture of what happened inside that house. The relatives paint a horrific scene of a gunman bent on carrying out executions of the relatives and struggling not only to escape, um, of people not only struggling to escape, but try to save their loved ones among the chaos. When Bruce arrived at the party, many of the adults were in the front of the house because people were beginning to leave. It's 1130. Mm-hmm. The Christmas Eve party is over. Um, and because, um, like I said, because people are trying to leave, making them very vulnerable to his attack. According to relatives, one of the Ortega sons, Charles, recognized um recognized the gun after the gunman shot the eight-year-old his eight-year-old niece and his older brother james he screamed it's bruce and at least one person started screaming out it's bruce it's bruce run run oh no Mm -hmm. so Er this was personal yeah this wasn't random no 
Irma Chapa Ortega, um, a first cousin to the adult or, um, Ortega children who lives in Mexico, said that James and Charles Ortega struggled to get up even though they were wounded. She said, quote, even bloodied, they got up, they stood up. They tried to grab him, they tried to stop him, but they were too weak. The older Ortigas, Joseph, 80, and Alicia, 70, and their three daughters slipped underneath that dining room table, along with one daughter-in-law, Teresa, and someone again screamed, run, run. The Ortigas um, may have been killed while underneath the dining table. All of them were shot. The only of their children to serve of the Ortigas children to survive would be Letitia, the daughter of the eight-year-old wounded girl, who is heard in the 911 tape brief, um, from hiding underneath the table. She said, "I heard the shots." She told the police dispatcher, "Everyone started panicking and running. We just dove underneath the table." Chapa Ortega said her first cousin Letitia made a break for it after she saw that her daughter was wounded. Motherly instinct. She was yeah. like out from underneath the table. Um, her daughter was trying to stagger out of the house and a, a source close to the investigation said that although, um, Bruce had shot her in the face when she turned, this is what saved her life. When she turned to scream, it's Santa, it's Santa. He didn't get her straight on in the face. So it hit her jaw, uh, which is still horrific, but it saved her life. Right. So because of that motion, it wasn't a straight on shot, mm -hmm. which again, still horrific, Absolutely. but Thank God she did that. Right. Um, so the bullet struck alongside of her jaw. Um, she said, she said, I need someone to come over and help my daughter. She screamed at the dispatcher. She's bleeding. She's been saw, shot in the face. There was like 40 something calls to 911 from inside this house. Like everybody was like trying to get 911 to like get there. Mm -hmm. Some of the adults started just grabbing children and carrying them out. Thankfully, a lot of the kids were at the back of the house because yeah. they're playing by the pool they're playing games they're on the computers so it's mostly adults i mean that doesn't make it any better but yeah you get what i'm saying though so their parents are any adults is just grabbing children and moving them out of the house um investigators believe that most of the younger people were saved because of them being back there mm -hmm. because he didn't have a chance to get to the back because there were so many adults at the front um, although eight year old, the eight-year-old was wounded, um, so was a 16-year-old girl who had been shot in the back. And the only minor to be killed during this attack would be Michael Ortez, the 17-year-old who was sitting at the computer at the second floor. Chapa Ortega said Michael was killed by an explosion or a fire that outbroke, not a gunshot. Because inside his gift bags, remember he came with all those gifts. Mm hmm he had two tanks that Bruce had fused together to create a device that would quickly ignite the house and fire. Oh, my God. Yeah. Michael Ortez's mother, Alicia, um, the daughter of Joseph, Joseph and um, Alicia, was also killed. So also inside that gift bag was a flamethrower on a trolley, two 9mm semi-automatic handguns. Um, Bruce was 100% there to just kill everybody. everyone, anyone that was in the house. So why is that tied to, why is he there? Yeah. Um, Papa Joe and Alicia were Bruce's ex-mother-in-law and father-in-law. From a marriage that would only last about a year. So I know I did this a little backwards. I usually tell you like all about the people and make you be like, oh, they sound like such nice, normal human beings first. No, we're going to do this backwards. Okay? That's okay. So Bruce li um, lived in 
San um, Frendo Valley, where he graduated from John Francis Polytechnic High School in Sun Valley, Los Angeles. He then went to the California State University at Northridge, and he was currently working at, or he was working at the Jet um, Provolution Laboratory, and in 2004, he would meet Sylvia, Sylvia Ortega. After the couple, um, the couple dated for a couple years, and they would get married in January of 2006, but their marriage quickly fell apart. Um, they started having problems because Bruce refused to open a joint bank account with her and said that he expected his wife to use her own finances for anything she needed and to care for her children from another relationship. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. There was some speculation that the divorce um, may have um, been caused by Bruce concealing a child from a previous relationship. This child had been severely injured in a swimming pool accident several years prior, and Bruce wasn't paying child support, wasn't helping, wasn't taking care of medical expenses. And Sylvia, being a mother herself, was like, you have a responsibility to do this. And this caused a lot of fights inside their home. So in June of 2008, a divorce court ordered Bruce to pay $1,785 in spousal support to Sylvia. And during the divorce proceedings, um, Bruce confided in friends, uh, friends that his wife was, quote, taking him to the cleaners. Like every freaking man Mm -hmm. says. (laughs) In July, Bruce, who had no criminal record or history of violence, was fired from his job as an electrical engineer um, for um, billing false hours. The divorce um, court suspended the uh, spousal support due to financial hardship at this point. Um, So the the divorce had been completely um, settled just a week before this attack. Bruce um, owed his ex-wife, Sylvia Ortega, $10,000 in the settlement. She also would get to keep the family dog and her engagement ring. It was speculated that this was what caused his rage. After he argued with the courts that Sylvia was living with her parents, not paying rent, was partying in Vegas every weekend, had a luxury car, and just overall spent money on frivolous items, he didn't believe she deserved any money from him or her diamond ring. (laughs) Freaking money. Yep. So a week before this, they have this big blowout in court. So going back to that night, he opened fires shooting into the house, and then he lights the house on fire with the flame flamethrower. This caused an explosion with flames that soared approximately 40 to 50 feet into the air. Oh, my God. And took 80 firefighters an hour and a half to get the fire to go out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you ever seen a video about how fast a home actually, like, is engulfed in flames? Uh-uh. It's, like, three minutes. Really? Yeah. Like, once a good fire is started inside of a home, like, from Christmas trees or whatever, you know, like, real Christmas trees that dry out, like, three minutes. You have three minutes to get out before you're not getting out. Wow. Three minutes is not very much time. No. Not when you're, like, trying to wrangle kids or... No. Pets or anything. No. Wow. So due to the intensity of the fire, the identification of the victims was really hard because... Yeah. Right? So this was done through dental and medical records. Nine people in total would die this evening, including Alicia and Joe, their two sons, James and Charles, their two of their daughters, Alicia and Sylvia, Alicia's um, son, Michael, and the daughter-in-laws, Sherry and Teresa. So Bruce was also in, injured during this. Okay, he's in a big old red Santa Claus outfit, right? When the house exploded, he suffered um, second and third degree burns to his body. 
and the burns were so bad that the polyester Santa suit melted onto his skin. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, he started ripping the suit off and putting on street clothes as soon as he got out, and he got back into the car that his neighbors were like, that's not his car. It's because he had, bought, he had gotten a rental car. So he gets into his rental car and he goes to his brother's house in Slimar, which is about 30 to 40 miles from where the Ortega's home was. At this time, he commits suicide. Coward. Mm-hmm. So Bruce originally had a getaway plan. He had an airline ticket from Los Angeles to Illinois um, with a layover in Minnesota that was found in his rental car. Um, Bruce had even called an old high school friend a few days before and said that he was just planning on an, uh, a visit and that he was going to pick him up from the airport. But investigators wonder if this was, like, just to try and throw them off mm-hmm. from everything. But because he was suffering from his burns and he was unable to rip off the parts of the Santa suit, it was believed that um, he decided not to go through with that plan. The police would always also find $17,000 in cash cling wraps to both of his legs. Hmm. <sighs> his rental car had been parked about a block away from his brother's house. The car had been rigged with um, the, reg- um, the remaining parts of the Santa suit and... Um, they were worried that there was more bombs inside the car. Yeah. So pretty much like they blew up the car. You know, they go in there and try yeah. to detonate it all. At his brother's house, they would find four handguns and at least 200 empty rounds of ammunition. Empty rounds? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, so like I said. Like he had fired them or he reloaded? I don't know. Hmm. Um. They go to his house, and at his house, they find five boxes of semi, um, sem, five empty boxes of um, ammunition for a semi-automatic handgun, a Benelli M2 tactical shotgun, um, a container for high-octane fuel gas um, tank gasoline. They also found what they described as a bomb factory inside his home. Wow. So years later, um, Letitia and Katrina, Katrina's an eight-year-old that was shot, and her mom, say that they work really, really hard to maintain a tight-knit family tradition and keep happy memories of their, their loved ones. Um, this, remain, this maintains, like, the family regular, the survivors re- regularly meeting for family dinner, exchanging gifts, and sharing memories of the family that they lost on Christmas Eve. Instead of attending Christmas Eve church, they visit the cemetery every Christmas Eve to see those that they've lost. One nephew who lost both of his parents during this massacre became a guardian of his three younger siblings. And Letitia and her husband took in her sister's youngest daughter. She says that she works really, really hard to save Christmas for the surviving family members. Telling them that that wasn't the real Santa. Yeah. Um, and that... The, all of the kids would be sent to a camp that would help with grief and trauma. An intense program. So she said in a quote a couple of years ago, everywhere you turn, there are memories of what we used to have. The memories of that night. I can't escape it. Christmas will always be there and I will celebrate it. Oof. Tell me what you think of this. Oof. Oof. Brutal. So who was he after? Sylvia. He was after Sylvia. Did he kill her? Mm-hmm. Okay. She was under the table with her parents and her sister. Ah. Uh, okay, a couple things. Number one, somebody breaks into your house, do not hide. Fight. 
do not hide. I mean, like under a table where he can clearly see you, like fight. Because if you don't fight, I mean, at least you die fighting. At least you die trying to get him to stop. Because if you do nothing, they're just going to, I mean, like they get a free for all and they have power. Do not ever give up your freaking power ever. Always stand in your power. Do not let somebody come into your house and just open fire on people. Fight. Whatever that means. Go into the kitchen and throw knives at them from a distance. Do something. Do not do that. Yeah. Which goes against everything that law enforcement will tell you. Law enforcement will say to go and hide. Don't fucking hide. Fight. Yeah. Number two. The most dangerous time in a woman's existence is, I mean, as far as like domestic violence in this kind of situation is 30 days after you leave an abusive relationship or 30 days after a divorce. Yeah. That is when emotions run extremely high. This man already had a history of showing he didn't want to pay child support, right? Mm-hmm. Because money, men and freaking money. I know. Um, and he didn't want to have shared bank accounts. He made her support her own children. You know, like he was not like his money was his money. Like he already showed like, and I'm not diagnosing and I'm not, I hate it when people use this word because it's not what it is, but narcissistic controlling tendencies when it came to money, which I don't freaking understand with men. Yeah. Like provide, protect. That's your freaking job. I don't know why men are so freaking crazy about money. It's so easy for them to make. It is so difficult for women to make. Anyway, um, but I would I like, and she didn't get that much. And it was suspended for a while until he was ordered to pay her the $10,000. Right. Which is not in a divorce settlement that much money. I'm she s- got the family dog, $10,000, and her engagement ring. Well, and alimony. But that was suspended because he got fired. Right. Men go crazy over this freaking alimony bullshit. I know. But the fact, the fact that their alimony even exists shows the pay differential. And I know I'm going to piss off a bunch of men by saying this, but women do not make the same kind of money that a man makes. Yeah. Like, it genuinely doesn't it. It freaking pisses me off. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm single, and so I, I mean, like, I know a lot of other guys that, I mean... The amount of money that they make, and I have a very advanced degree compared to the insulting amount of money that I make. I have to work three jobs to take care of my kids and to take care of my family. Three freaking jobs. And and men with no degree and no whatever make, I mean, six figures a year. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I know. What is this? But at any rate... But the fact that men have to pay alimony, like, that illustrates that, right? Like, that validates the fact that men make, earn more money. I'm surprised that she got alimony after only being married a year. I know. What's to me, though, like, the thought process, okay, because he didn't live very far. He left his house at 930. He didn't show up at the house until 1130. Right. Is he just driving around, stewing? I, I would imagine that he was, like, scoping the place out, wouldn't you think? Yeah. But also, going that late, was he thinking that kids would be in bed? I don't know. I mean, probably not. I mean, there's 30, 25 to 30 people in this house. He clearly didn't care about kids. He clearly didn't even care about his own damn kid. Yeah. 
And like the thought process, I'm going to put on a Santa suit. That right there. Yeah. And maybe because it's, it, I don't know. And it's also a really great way to get into a home because it's like, oh, who got Santa? Yeah. You got your big bag of presents. Yeah. You wouldn't question it. I mean, nobody's going to, and he had to, he had to hide who he was because everybody knew who he was. Right. Yeah, it wasn't until I'm sure his little fake beard fell down in the chaos and they were like, it's Bruce. Yeah, and I'm not, I mean, I don't mean it in the literal sense, but good thing that Sylvia died because could you imagine that guilt? No, no. Well, yeah. And at first I was like, why was that eight-year-old girl opening the door? But like I'm thinking like a big party. It's all family. It's all family. Oh, somebody's here. Run and get the door. Oh, I, like, read the news articles, and it was painting it like that, like, and, like, she's just so excited, and it's Santa, it's Santa. Yeah. And it's, like, your demented, fucked up ex-uncle. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. And then imagine, like, yeah, everybody, when they realized that it was Bruce. Like, I mean, the accounts of that, like, of the survivors being, like, we all just started screaming, it's Bruce, run. Like, they all, like, there must have been more for them all to know 100%, like, you know. But straight out of the gate, the very first thing that he did was shoot an eight-year-old. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. They, um, so Katrina is now, like, 17, 18. And she's, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Like, they fixed her face and everything, and she's beautiful. And her mom are both really big, like, gun, like, safety advocates now. And, like I said, her mom's, like, her mom's, like, I make everybody still get together. Yeah. We're not going to be, we're not going to live in fear of having family dinner. And I love that they're doing that, like, for trauma. They're doing exactly what they should do. Yeah. They really are. Like, they're doing a really, really great job making sure that everybody got the mental health help that they needed, continuing to live life, not being in fear, getting everybody together. Like, they're, for the trauma, they're doing exactly what they should do, which is impressive. I can't imagine, though, like, like she was saying, like, she had to be like, that wasn't the real Santa. Like, even the trauma. I mean, every time you saw Santa, and there's Santas everywhere in December. Yeah. Like, how scared you would be yeah it's fucked up it's so fucked up and then to do it and to do it on that day like yes i mean everybody's going to be together and so it was a great opportunity for him but man i mean you don't just it's not just like oh the 31st of october is coming around all year and so there will be one day that it's you know whatever christmas is like starts in October. Yeah. So you have like two months leading up and then the two months when people get their lights down. I mean, you've got half a year essentially that it's like remembrance of. I know. Of that night. Mm-hmm. Where nine of their family members died. In front of them. Yeah. In such a traumatic way. I read that though and I was like, oh my God. What do you think about people who commit suicide after they do? I think they're fucking pussies. Yeah. Like, you knew that you were, what, you can't fucking deal with a jail sentence that you know you're going to get? Right. Like, oh. You well, don't, oh, you don't want to give her your money? Well, guess what? Nobody gets your fucking money now, you dummy. Right. 
Not even you. Not even you. You don't even get to go on like vacation. Like you would rather die than pay a thousand dollars a month. A thousand dollars a month. It's not like. Yeah. It's a thousand dollars. Yeah. What do you think about people that? Uh, they commit suicide after they commit a crime. A crime of that scale, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that they're, I think, <laughs> I think from the whole thing, the whole thing from him not taking care of his kid, from him being an asshole to his wife, and women putting up with this shit. Well, I mean, she didn't really, she left him after a year, but. But still, you know, I mean, did they, did they have a conversation prior to getting married about finances? I don't know. I mean, I don't know either, but, and not that it matters, but, um, I don't know. As a single mom, well, I don't have I don't have men around my children. But as a single mom, if some guy said to me, "You need to pay for your kids' stuff with your money, and you need to keep that separate from the household income," I would literally say, "Get the fuck out." Yeah. Well, and that clearly caused like some tension. That was like a main reason for their divorce. It yeah. Was, like, are we a team or are we not a team? Right. We're either all in or we're not. Right. Because if you're going to treat my kids like they're not yours, I don't want to be with you. Right. I mean, no, they're not yours. But if you treat them like they're, you know, visitors in your home or whatever, I'm not. Not into that. Not into that. Yeah. And you see actually like the suicide after the crime, like especially in, it's mostly like mass shooting stuff. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like the school shootings. And things like that. Like, it's always... Well, there's a lot. There's... I mean, if you looked up statistics, you just haven't gotten to that side of, of it yet. But if you if you were to Google or you were to look up the number of um, homicide, you know, homicides than suicides... Murder-suicide type deal. Murder-suicides. It's astounding. Really? It's a lot. Yeah. Which, I Do mean... Do you think that's, like, a regret aspect after the fact? Like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. Like, do you think it's, like, you have, like, a break in reality, and then it's, like, oh, no. shit, what did I just do? No. Or do you think it's, they're just cowards? I mean, <laughs> I work in mental health. I'm not supposed to say this, right? Okay. But well. um, I think, yeah, I think that, I mean, to make the commitment to, to commit suicide, to, to actually... And then to be so selfish that you're like, okay, I can't live with this pain or this situation or this whatever so much that I'm going to end my life. But I don't want you to be happy either, so I'm going to take you with me, I think is, I mean, yeah, it's you're being a coward, but I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's fucked up. I can't believe I didn't even connect the dot that Sylvia and Sylvia. Yeah, I don't like that. And I don't like any reference made to that episode either. Okay. Cool, cool, At all. Cool, cool, cool. So that was a great so, Christmas one. I'm glad that Christmas is over and you didn't do that like before Christmas. Hopefully none of you like mass killed your ex's families on Christmas Eve. Christmas is a hard freaking time. Do you know what the number one domestic violence day of the entire year is? Yeah, because you tell me every year. It's Christmas. <laughs> it is. Like Christmas is a hard freaking time. For those that don't know, law enforcement will get more calls for domestic violence on Christmas Day than any other year or any other day in the entire year. And what people fight about is fucking money. How much their wife spent or what they didn't get or... 
Yep. And everybody is home. It's pretty typical that people are drinking. It's, you know, whatever. And I mean, Christmas turns into a day of beating the shit out of people, apparently. Which, I mean, I get it. Christmas, I mean, like, we started the episode like this, right? Like, this is a very, very difficult time of year for single parents, for people that are alone, for kids. For I mean, it isn't enjoyable, I imagine, for my children to not be with everyone. Yeah. I mean, not just not with us, but with their dad, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard. And again, I admire people who can co-parent where they don't have this kind of freaking drama and bullshit on the holidays. Yeah. But it's a, it's a rough time of year and emotions already. I mean, being fresh out of a, out of a divorce, your emotions are going to be super, super high, super elevated. And he was clearly unhappy and miserable and she's partying and having a good time with her family and whatever with his thousand dollars. Yeah. And his diamond ring. You gave and it to her. his family dog. You gave it to her. Mm-hmm. You gave her the ring. It is hers. It's not yours anymore. You gave it to her. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if, I agree. if breakups, you have to give back everything that somebody gave to you. Shit, we'd have so much stuff. Uh, we would lose a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a lot of stuff, too. But uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. If you want some, if something is so important to you, then don't give it to somebody. Yeah. Hold on to it. But I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. It's It's, sad. It's really sad. It's brutal. It's brutal. But I mean, good for Letitia and her daughter for. Yeah. Good for her for being like the foundation like that and pulling everybody together. Like I really admire that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're doing it right. They're doing it right. I know this was years ago but i'm sure it's still not any better like she said they spend christmas eve at the at the cemetery and they go and see him every year that's horrible that's horrid so uh well thanks for the case though sam yeah you didn't cry today so i did better <laughs> you made me cry let's see last year let's recap real quick i cried in one episode right only one yes i threw up and twice too yeah, I threw up two times in one episode because it was so horrific. What episode was that? It was about, it had to do with kids and child molestation. Oh, okay. I threw up in, Jesus Christ, you, you and your damn episodes. You're good at this um, You whole. gave me PTSD from doctors, so. That's true. Don't even come at me. That's true. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Stay safe. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.